0: Hello everyone, and welcome back to episode 119 of the Blue Collar Off-Road Podcast. Today we are joined by Chris Shinneman. Did I get that right? No, you
1: got it perfect. Awesome.
0: Sweet. I didn't pull a gram on that one. And then, um, of course we have Cody, Richie, and myself, Luke. Graham is at a work function today, so he will not be able to make it. But, uh, so I suppose we should just roll right on into this. So, Chris, um... Where are you wheeling out of? How did you get into it?
1: So um, my dad actually, back in the 80s, had a CJ7 that mm-hmm. I taught myself how to drive a manual with when they would go out for dinner or whatever. I'd push it out of the garage. And I had a dirt bike, so I kind of knew how a clutch worked and stuff. And I taught myself how to drive the CJ7. And then when I turned 16, my dad decided to take me out. and teach me how to drive the manual, and he said, wow, you're really good at this already. But I had been still in the Jeep for six months before that. <laughs> I, mean, I fucking love that. <laughs> um, even took it and did errands and stuff like that when they were away and so forth. And, um, you know, I used to take it um, into, like, Freetown State Forest and uh, Copacut Road and some of those things. And interestingly enough, just before he traded it in, I swamped it. Like I I put it up to the doors and I I, I was driving across an icy lake type thing that didn't look too bad because it was covered in snow. But then when I cracked through the ice, it was to the doors and it started coming in the carpeting and I was able to like slowly break my way back out of it because I was by myself too. So I was doing all kinds of stupid stuff. But um, got it out, brought it to my garage. The next morning I went to start it, and the starter was actually frozen solid. So being a manual, I was able to push it out of the driveway, pop the clutch, bring it home. I was at my ex wife girlfriend at the time's house and uh, changed the oil twice. Still had, still had water floating in it, but... Um, <laughs> My dad had it a couple more weeks. He was looking to trade it in anyhow, but he said on the way there it was acting kind of funny. I said, wow, that's weird. I don't know what happened.
2: Um,
1: <laughs> and then I had like a Isuzu pickup truck that I used to take in the same areas and then um, a couple forerunners. forerunners. Um, and then um, I bought a CJ, uh, I'm sorry, JKU, a 2013 JKU. Um, it was on 35s, um, had stock gearing. It was a sport, so it had 321s. Um, and I took it for a test drive, and I put it on the highway, and I'm like, wow, it's kind of slow, but I think it's fine. And I drove it like that for, I don't know, a month or so, and I said, you know, it needs to be regeared." So I was never going to go above 35s. And... But I knew I wanted a locker because one of my forerunners had a rear locker, so I found a shop <clears throat> that's now longer in business. Um, he regeared it for me, put a locker in it. Uh, I had to. Was this in, shop
3: in Springfield, Massachusetts, by chance?
1: No, it was okay. down near me. Uh, gotcha. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say who it was. No, no you're you're good. You're good. Um, it. You know, I did a lot of work there, you know, going, never going above 35s lasted, I don't know, about six months. And then I was on 37s. Um, I never locked the front because it was a high pinion 30. And I heard all the horror stories. And I, I, I was telling Luke earlier, I, I wrote it like that for, I wheeled it like that on 37s for a while. Um, and then with the horror stories, I decided I, I did a Dynatrack uh Pro Rock 44 with Reed Knuckles and RCVs, and you know,
0: <clears throat> the whole locked, nine yards.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, I spent a shit ton of money. Lock, locked it, um, ARB, um, you know, and then then coilovers, and
0: so, so I have. I have to ask. I don't mean to cut too far ahead here, but did that front axle cost similar to what the C, uh, the Sammy cost? Um, the Sammy was
1: a little bit more, but what I have left of the Sammy is that I originally bought is a few feet of frame rail, the rear axle, and the transfer case. Everything else has been touched and changed and some of, the, uh, uh, some of the original, the sliders are original and the boat sides are original. But, yeah, the, the buggy has changed so much over, since I started. But, yeah, the JK was great. I was, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. And then um, I went to one of the backyard-built open runs at Brookridge and that's where I met the Rockaholics guys. They were leading the, 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 red, red. the red group. Yeah. I think I was and there for that event. That was yeah. like two years ago, right? It was, it was a snow run. Uh, Rob Craven was checking people in. Mm-hmm. Mike Craig, Zach Cabaldo had his black JK. Um, Charlotte was there. I didn't, know, I didn't know the NEA at all. It was an open run. I had been on a few open runs. Um. And I went, and, you know, the rest is history as far as, like, joining the Rockaholics and becoming very involved with the NEA and what it has to offer. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I uh, had a great run with that. I, I, I think the next week um, we had a workday at Summit, which is now closed. Um, that's where I met Sean and Jess
3: that's the one that's down the street from uh it's Ma bell, uh,
1: from, right yeah yeah because we did the work day there and then rob craven sean and i i don't know just stayed with us we um we went to Ma bell and ran we just got up past the gate. i almost flopped on the gatekeeper that was like mm-hmm. my, my worst like you know, th- I was getting into the harder wheeling, and that was like the closest I had ever gotten to flopping it. And we got up just past the gatekeeper, and Sean blew a uh, drive shaft. And you know, being an XJ guy, he had an extra one, so uh, <laughs> we we he swapped it out. And it was starting to get dark, so we we left. But um, you know, that's when I started talking with Mike Craig. And messaging him, and then I became a prospect with the Rockaholics. You know, I we, yeah, I was still wheeling the the JK, um, but it, you were, we were taking it to Field and Forest, and um, it was either going to end up like Charlotte, which it just happens to be the exact same color, um, but it was going to end up like a raisin, or I needed to do something else. So that's when I bought the buggy. Um, Mark Bancheri and I, you know, uh, Kevin Powell said he could get me into one super cheap. You know, he and you know he and he knew how to build things cheap. Um, but was Mark Bancheri, good at that. Yeah, Mark Bancheri and I went after one of the NEA meetings. Um, we went to Brook. It was I. I forget which town it's in. It was at the public library. And then we went wheeling at Brookridge, but then he brought his computer and he did a spreadsheet and said, you know, that you're going to have to pay for this. You're going to have to do this, 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 and this, um, why don't you try to find one? So I searched all the Facebook groups looking for a samurai based buggy. Um, I, um, we have a motorhome and, uh, it's only got a five thousand pound most most of the we had a bigger one at the time, but it still only had a five thousand pound uh tow capacity, so I needed to stay light mm-hmm. um, so that's why we I went with a Sammy based it still had a tub it still had a still had a fiberglass roof on it. The guy I bought it from you know had thirty five inch swampers on it. Um, it had the Toyota axles already, but it was stock, um, it was stock motor, the 1.3, you know, five speed. Um, it was, I think it's spooled or spooled or welded, um, diffs. Um, but it was there, there was no shocks up front. It just had leaves up front. It was four linked in the back with 18 inch, uh, air shocks on it. Uh, we, we, we drove out from Mark met me out in Western Mass somewhere and, uh, we drove to Pennsylvania. I bought a trailer on the way there. Um, and then we went the rest of the way to Ohio, met the guy, we drove it around. Mark said, you know, it's Mark was under there, like turning the diff to see what the gearing was. And, you know, he was playing all around with it. Um, and, you know, the guy and I had, had agreed to a price. It was probably a little higher than I probably should have paid for it, but, you know, it's only money. What the hell? Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we bought it and turned around, drove back. I, I just, it just recently popped up as a memory on Facebook. Um, I think we did 1,400 miles in two days or four day, three days. Um, we bought the thing, drove back. He dropped, I didn't. I didn't even have a truck or anything that I could pull it with. Um, it was only gonna. We were only gonna have the motorhome to pull it with, which would have been a nightmare at like Brookridge or something like that. Um, <clears throat> but Mark dropped it off and turned around. He drove back up to New Hampshire, um, and then we uh, we were gonna take a trip to the Big Dogs. Uh, in Gore, Virginia, I think it is.
0: Yeah, that I've heard interesting things about that place. Um, um, yeah, most of them. I had a blast. I,
1: um, actually, even before that, um, we went to. I went up to Mark and Mike Clark and Timmy Clark and Mike Craig and Mark Mancherry. We all spent four days, like putting shocks up front and uh, those sway away I forget what they're called the swayway front leafs to get more articulation and we buttoned it up and I took it to the battlegrounds and you know that first obstacle it's just like a circle you kind of climb up and you turn around and you go back down again yeah i got yeah. to the yeah i got to the base of that and i was still on the 35 swampers you i grew them. Were you on
3: the right side on the steep stuff coming up or were you on like the left where you then you would take a right
1: and then go down? I was, we we're on the left. Um, mm-hmm. at there's that first, like, it's a, it's a ledge. It's probably like at the time it's, it was like three, three and a half feet tall. It's probably like four, four, four and a half from everybody just not making it. But mm-hmm. I, I couldn't even get to the ledge. I was not even to the ledge and the tires were just doing nothing. You know, I, I grooved them to try to give some extra gripping power or whatever. But uh, Kevin Powell actually said, I've got some stickies, some 37-inch stickies. Um, he told me one price, and I, I didn't jump on them. And then the weekend later, <laughs> he went down a few hundred dollars. And Kate, my wife, was like, just get them. Yeah. <laughs> we, we need to be able to go somewhere. So I, I outfitted it with that. And then the first trip we did after that was down to Virginia. Um, we had a good turnout. We had, I don't know, six or eight of us or even more go down. Kevin Powell went down, Todd Mester, Timmy, the Craigs, John built, uh, Chris Ayoshua. Chris Ayashua wasn't in the Rockaholics at that point. I, I'm Man. actually
3: Fuck that guy. He ain't even moving out west anymore. He's oh, not? He? No, and he has his buggy back.
1: I knew he had what? his buggy back.
3: Um, there's there's some complications with the, pretty much the deal never really went through, and then he said, hey, buddy, we got to fix this shit, and then they fixed the shit. So now he has his buggy back. It's, I'm not getting into it. He can discuss that if he wants to. <laughs> yeah, no.
1: Yeah, I talked to him. We had a club meeting uh, a couple weeks ago. He bought that The JK um, from Ben and Ben had bought it from a cousin and there was some issues, but they couldn't get a title for it. Connecticut just wouldn't issue a title for it. So after waiting that long, Chris needs to have it legal so he could do what he was going to do. He was going to travel, you know, all over the country Mm -hmm. and you need a license plate to do that. So do you is that how that works yeah that plan went out the window so i didn't realize he wasn't moving out west but um
3: yeah we'll we'll let we'll that's let it, yeah that's talk another about story it. yeah he can talk
1: about that on his own <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he'll be back on because he loves doing it but um <laughs> yeah he wasn't he wasn't a rockaholic at that point i actually sponsored him to come to join he had been with us he still had the toyota Back then, the Toyota on Tons.
3: Oh wow. When it was on the uh with the fucking super swampers, right?
0: He had street tires on it when I think he's wow. talking about the silver
1: one. No, yeah, no, his uh Tacoma. He had a Tacoma on tons. Oh, okay, gotcha, with gotcha. With the Bob's bed and it went out west. Um he's he still regrets selling that thing. <laughs> but um So yeah, the buggy, um, it's gone through a lot, you know, um, the year, the year of COVID, um, Mark, I, so it had all kinds of issues. I had, I took it to a bunch of events and for no reason whatsoever, it would be running perfectly and then it wouldn't, it wouldn't do anything, um, we you would turn the key and it would just, you know, turn, but it wouldn't fire. We couldn't figure out why it wasn't getting spark. And then um, I'd go the next morning and hit the key and it would start right up again. So, you know, Virginia, I got towed out of the woods by Kevin Powell and the next morning we were trying to figure out how we were going to get it on the trailer. And I got in it and hit the thing and it started right up. I took it to, um, another event, same thing happened. Um, so Kevin, he was a big propane guy. So it went on propane for a season <clears throat> or half, not even a whole season. Um, and then Mark um, Brancheri is a big Suzuki guy. And he convinced me to get a uh, two liter out of a 2000 tracker. So just as just as oh. COVID was starting to happen, quick um, question. Yeah, what
3: I don't know much about uh, like Suzukis and stuff like that. Why is the two liter like as a justice placement is better, or is
1: it like EFI,
3: or what's the main reasoning that you'd want to um, be a two
1: liter? So uh, as a one point three tracker has about I think it was sixty when it left the factory. Oh, um, okay. One <laughs> years later on propane, I don't know. It didn't have much. I, I had a shit ton of gearing in it to compensate for that. But um, yeah, the uh, two liter has, I think, 120 from the factory. Oh so, wow! Holy shit! So, okay. So it's
2: like double.
1: Yeah, I doubled my. You know, I doubled it, and I I have no. No regrets on doing that swap. That must have
0: felt the first time like you were driving a rocket ship even though you're going from like 45 horsepower to 120.
1: Yeah, and and, you know I know you guys I know um, at least two of you guys are big uh, manual guys. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't I'll I'll never wheel a manual again. Um, Now why is that? You know, it's just control. Um, you know, unless you've got one that had, like, hill assist or something like that. It, if you're on – and sometimes it's some of the obstacles, like, at Field & Forest that are just – you need more than one gear to get up. Like, you need, like, the low gear to get going, and then you want to hit a second gear to, to keep your tire speed up to get up something. Um, and you, can't, you just can't do that in a manual um so you know and zach Haldo was always a big manual guy and then he wheeled once in an auto and he said he'd never go back either um it's just it's just a lot easier to control you can just two foot it and and really be more precise Um, that's a good
3: point that's a really
1: good point
0: so as the resident manual guy i have to defend my honor or something like that i don't know but I do understand your I can see it at like Field and Forest. Um, if you like to drive by braille, I like having the manual because you can just clutch dump it in second, and then going downhill, I've always preferred a manual to an automatic
1: mine um so it's a Suzuki transmission uh, it's an o three seven two l e um if you really need to know, but if I put it in first gear and go downhill, it will not go over three to five miles an hour, no matter how steep it is. It it holds. It the engine braking on it is is really good. That's
0: pretty cool. Um, with my AW fours, because like you know, I'm just gonna say right now that the only thing I've wheeled is XJs, and the only thing that I've got experience with is XJ transmissions in the woods. And uh, fucking
3: dudes in the ass. Got a lot of experience with that. Whoa. Whoa.
0: <laughs> sorry. I mean, sorry. You know, it's just I can't confirm nor deny, but um uh, <laughs> at least I have the common courtesy to give him a handjob afterwards. Um uh, so <laughs> You know, uh, with like the AW4, it always felt like my rig was trying to creep away from me, and I was really, really heavy on the brakes all the time, especially with the AW4 that was in my XJ uh, before I did the manual swap. So now that I have the clutch in there, it's just like, all right, you know, you put it in first, and it creeps down the hill for you. That's one thing that I've always liked. And uh, now that I'm in the south, I still really like the manual um especially for like the muddy hill climbs and stuff because you can just pop it into second bounce it off the rev limiter and let eight. eat yeah
1: yeah no i mean where you we went down to um harland we did harland we did tacket creek which was a bust um and we went and then on the way back we hit roush but um it's a different kind of wheeling i mean i still crawl you know i um I have uh, expanded metal floors, so I can actually see. Um, I can see the inside of my passenger tire just looking through the floor. Um, my wife is great at knowing, telling me where the diff is, because um, mm-hmm. she the diff is right. You know, just it's just out of my line of sight, but she can see it perfectly, um, and I can see my whole other half of my axle. Um <clears throat> I can't see my rear tires, but I you know if yeah. if you're fucking with the rear tires, you've you've already gotten past the hard part of the obstacle. So um
3: and <clears throat> yeah, those just follow anyways, they don't really do much unless you
1: have rear steer.
3: <laughs> well, yeah,
1: that's next year or that's a couple years I'll have rear steer. There you go. Hell yeah. <laughs> Getting ahead. Um I don't know how much of the deal do you want on my Current buggy. Currently now.
3: If you um, want to tell us it, we're happy to sit here and listen to it. Um a lot of times it helps for people who don't know who you are. The more detail the better, because they can get a full encompass of what this thing is. So when you talk about stories about it, they can actually feel like they were there while it was happening. So
1: do your thing. All right. I was I was talking about the motor swap. So the motor swap, um, I had just gotten the donor stripped and um We pulled the motor, and then COVID happened, and the world shut down, and (laughs) Mark is a biochemical engineer, and his wife is a nurse practitioner, so they kind of understood COVID, and and my wife and I are both nurses, and we didn't want to be exposing people, because we were working in the ICUs and with the COVID. Shout out
3: to the nurses. You guys are the fucking homies, saving the world, so just want to throw that out there.
1: Thank you. Uh, Yeah, we were... You know, we were the dirty people that were going into the, in, right into the hellfire. Um, yeah. Crazy. So, um, you know, I, Mark didn't want me there. I didn't want to be there. But uh, he ended up, he, initially we were just going to do the motor swap. And he started, like, trying to figure out where he going to mount pedals. And he was going to keep the original firewall. But, I mean, it was a 20-year-old samurai tub he ended up he said one day he said i'm just getting rid of the whole tub and i have pictures of it somewhere of the tub like halfway out of the the window and he just cut it up (laughs) He, he rebuilt the whole buggy pretty much on his own um because he you know he's he was stuck home and he gets bored and he has a lot of energy so he he rebuilt the whole thing the four link setup was i don't remember the numbers but basically anytime i was off camber whatsoever and i touched the gas it would squat so bad i just flopped like i i think i had eight flops um my first season wheeling it um uh at, with it still had leaves up front um it just I, oh. I think I think I won the comp. The Rockaholics, we're not really keeping track like we used to, but we used to have a flop count every year, and we we're supposed to get a trophy, like a, a hall of a hall of shame type trophy. <laughs> and uh, Nick Manchery, who was only 16 at the time, um, and I, I think won that year. He was also <laughs> he was also wheeling a Sammy-based buggy on a Toyota. Accident.
3: Yeah he also uh was that badlands right he him and his dad would stay in the like camper yep. on the back of their trailer and then they had an ac unit i remember being so fucking jealous yeah. that they had an ac like in their like tent thing and i was like i need that as we were dying out there in the heat yeah, <laughs> yeah i was there yeah, they year. have ac
1: they have a shower in there um I still remember
3: offering him a beer, and his dad being like, "He's 15, so probably not." And I'm like, "Oh, my bad. I I had no I, I had no cool. yeah. he's, he's out running reds, like it was no big deal." So I was like, "What the fuck? Like that's
1: so sick." Yeah, no. There's pictures. I've seen pictures of him like five or six years old eating uh, manifold burritos out uh, with his dad. Um, that's awesome. I think I think Mark had a tracker at that point. There's picture of him and his sister. Both with a manifold burrito in their hand, um,
4: <laughs>
1: but yeah, Mark Mark's a wicked smart guy. He uh, he he. Towards the end, he was letting me come up there. Um, he redid the four link, got a lot better numbers. Again, I, I, I don't remember what the numbers were. We set up a three link up front. I got I bought coilovers off Timmy sixteen. 16-inch travel coilovers. Um, I wheeled it like that. I still, as Rob Craven mentioned, one of when he was on with you guys, I kept. I still kept flopping it. Um, this last year, uh, I went to a hybrid front axle. It's a Toyota Center, so it's a 608 basically. It's a it's a eight-inch Toyota eight-inch center. High pinion, five twenty nines, and it's got ninety nine oh four outer Cs. and then I I got shafts from Brannick, um to get fifty degrees of steering, um, hmm. so um, and it's I think it's six inches wider. I'm I'm almost a full width
0: now. I'm seventy. So- 70. i wanted to ask you about that axel um what are you doing for the inners are they 30 spline toyota are they 30 yeah um,
1: 30 no they're, they're 30 spline inners um and then just regular uh u-joints like uh, a dana 60 outer but i've already i Mark has the same axle as well. I I copied exactly. We we the measurements are exactly the same. I I snapped an outer at Humble Pie, um, and Mark out in New Mexico snapped a short side. He like we both did inners. Mine was right at the right at the diff. Um, I think his was as well. He broke the short side. I I broke a long side. Um, I'm going to have my, that one that I did, I'm going to send it back to Brown. I can have them make it a short one. Um, just so I have it as a spare. Um, but the plan is, um, (laughs) so I'll jump, jump a little bit last year at, um, what's it called? Uh, wheeling for warriors. I, they raffled off a chassis. I had been toying around with getting a, um, the Fab 801, one of their small chassis.
4: <laughs>
1: and uh, Mike Catrini, um, Catrini Fabrications, he, he's an IT guy, works 40 hours a week doing that. And then he's been starting to build buggies in his backyard. Sounds um, like
3: Graham. That's sick. <laughs> he,
1: he built the buggy... Um, and I, I know only a couple of you have been to Field and Forest, but um, on Sucker Punch, there's an obstacle called Gene Pool. And it's been around for eight or ten years now. And two years ago at Humble Pie was the first time it was ever driven successfully. Um, and one of Mike's chassis was the first one to do it. um There's a, wow. there's a, um, there's a video. And Mike is excitable <laughs> he's uh he's a very emotional guy and he i i've watched it a couple times and a couple times it's, i've had tears in my eyes just the 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 passion that he has for the sport and for eric swenson was the first one to to drive it um zach Appaldo drove it um Probably half an hour later, and then it hasn't been driven since. Even that uh, twenty-four Helen back, they just recently did. One of the uh, busted knuckle rigs was there. The yeah. big, rock, big rock, bouncer, and he's oh, you're talking
3: about that obstacle where he got denied obstacle. on. Holy yes, shit. okay. Yeah, I I'm t- I, I got gotcha you now. That is
1: ridiculous. I mean, Zach did it in a drag axle. Um, the in his orange b- buggy. Or in the current one? Um, no, the one, the previous one. Gotcha. The, okay. I, I I just call them like the twenty twenty two chassis, the twenty twenty one chassis, the twenty nineteen chassis. Because um, like a so, factory race team over there. <laughs> he basically builds one every winter. Um, that's great. So, um, so that's that's Mike. He he threw himself in the wind, window and like gave Eric a big hug. And it was, it was pretty emotional and there was a bounty on it. We, a bunch of people threw money down because they thought that was the year. That was the year. It hadn't rained much at all. It was actually dry at the bottom of that. And it's usually always wet. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, there was two, two rigs that did it ever. Um, and one of them, the Catrini chassis, it's on portals and it's got rear steer. But anyways, I I won a chassis from Mike and Oh shit, congratulations. That's fucking cool. What? I put five, I put $500 in the in the raffle jar. Um, oh, my god. And, Money well spent. Oh yeah. yeah, definitely. Um I almost put another 5 um the day of cuz I was just like But then I was like if I do this, it's gonna cost me a shit ton of money to do this. But whatever, <laughs> again, it's only money. Um, yeah, you can just take the parts out of your old rig, right? That was the original plan. That was the original plan. Um, I was gonna just swap everything right over, and then I, you know, I was gonna do a nine-inch rear, rear steer, um, and then keep the the hybrid up front. Uh, I'm gonna do a six or nine in the back. You know, the hybrid up front, bring the motor over, and then none of that's happening
0: <laughs> um, so go ahead this uh just occurred to me. You said you were wheeling with your wife. uh is that chassis a two seater or a one seater it's a
1: two seater it's gonna be it's it's only forty eight inches wide
4: Damn. so we're
1: gonna, we're gonna be shoulder to shoulder, but yeah, we're gonna. It's a it's a two seater. Um, I actually have a picture of. Um, I brought my seats up because Mike's Mike's plan was to do the the shoulder height seats and then the small disc mounted on the back. um So I was gonna run those seats, my seats that I have, but I don't even know if that's gonna happen now. So. Basically, the only thing I'm going to take from my current buggy now is the shocks. I'm going to buy a set of air shocks, and I'm just going to sell it whole. Um, I've got 9-inch trail gear, 9-inch housing sitting between our two cars in the garage. I've got, I don't know, 40 or 50 boxes of all the parts to build two 609 axles I'm going to have front and rear steer. Um, I'm only gonna go with forty five degrees of steering. Um just keep it conservative, I think, you know. Yeah. Just with <laughs> rear steer, I don't know if I need fifty. Um, that's a good it,
3: point. That's a good it,
1: point. With with um with what I had, you know, with Toyota axles I think you get like twenty seven or thirty degrees. It's it's stupid. You know, you 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 look like Austin Powers trying to turn the <laughs> but around. um with, with steering, and you know it's it's a game changer but with rear steer i don't think i'm going to need it so and you know the u-joints will like it better with just you know 45 degrees of steering but uh we're going to set it up to run 42 inch tires um i just oh, so
3: you're building almost like a competition car out of this
1: it's a, it's still going to be a trail rig, but um, I do... I. So, with the original plan, I just put a spool in the back, and now oh, I'm, wishing, I'm wishing I would have done like a selectable so I could do... Cutting brakes. Cutting brakes in the whole nine year. Yeah. I mean, that's still not off the table. And um, then you
3: might as well go air shift transfer case, so that way you can slap it in and out no matter how bound up it is.
1: I well, mean... <laughs> so the problem with the problem we're finding is that 0372LE that I mentioned a little while ago is the same transmission that they run behind their V6s. They run yeah. a lot of their vehicles, but nobody makes anything to adapt um, to that transmission. It's a 23-spline it's a output out of the transmission, but it's, um, it's a Japanese cut. One and it's different, it's not even the same. Yeah,
3: they most of the time they did Chrysler, is what uh Caleb Good was telling us.
1: And yeah, that's no, he- there's nothing like Mark is Mark has been on it. He actually, I'm probably going to be running the first prototype of a 0372 LE to a 241 um Northwest Fab. Um, 241 doubler the integrated one because I only have my drive length drive line length from the front crank pulley to the rear output has to be less than 60 inches so I'm getting their integrated one which will save me 3 or 4 inches and then we're going to run a Dana 300 behind that so I can do front and rear dig Um, but we're We're having trouble. Mark has it in his head, and Mike Clark has looked at it, and they both say the thing that they want to do is going to work. But I'll be the guinea pig. So um, (laughs) I actually just started talking with Behemoth Driveline, and they're interested in trying to help me. I spent, I don't know, 60 emails back and forth with Northwest Fab um, trying to get them to make me an adapter and they finally said no we have no interest in doing this one off project for you so
3: what the fuck
1: yeah we put it on the back burner and then um Heath from Ratchet's just became a distributor for Behemoth and uh he sent me a picture of their their stuff is beautiful um so i called them to see if they had anything and uh, they were awesome they uh I talked to the the guy who answers the phone and puts in orders, and he said, "I don't know, but we'll call you back in a couple hours, and I'll have the tech on. We'll do a three way call." And they spent, I don't know, half an hour on the phone with me, um, asking questions, and and they gave me, you know, they're not as familiar. They're they've been doing a Toyota project, and they thought it's a twenty three spline. It should be the same as Japanese, but. Um, it's not. So they're actually looking into it. They're going to do some research. And if they don't hear from me in a few days, they're going to give me a call back and see what I've come up with and what they've come up with and see if we can come up with something to make it work. Because I think it's not a huge market, but I think there is some market there for people. Um,
3: Yeah, it'll just turn turn into like ordering an atlas. You understand that this is going to, work for mostly just your uh platform and that it may take a little bit before you're going to get it which i yeah. mean you're going this crazy into a build i think a lot of people will understand it's not an off the sh- like off the shelf part so
2: exactly, exactly. So so not, it- not only that but as things start getting developed that's when the market does start to show up too yeah yeah you know, j- just because no one's ever done it before doesn't mean there's not a market. It's just, just no one's wanted it bad enough to contact anyone. I 100 yeah. percent agree. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um go ahead. So I was gonna just jump back to that front axle a little bit. Uh what's, ties what's in your with
3: obsession this. with the no,
4: front no, axle. No, it, it ties in with this though.
0: Yeah. Um it's I'm wondering what the lead times are on that kind of an item, though, because like your inner axle shaft, what is the lead time on one of those? And what is the lead time if you break those components uh, in, like, the behemoth, for example, mm, for that point. new, uh, so, just because it's the one off stuff?
1: So, Brannick, Brannic you call up, and they actually have all my measurements now. I can call them up and I can have it. Um, within a week or so like the the outers are you know stock you know sub shafts are stock um and they can cut me a a new shaft in a week that's crazy that's really good it is awesome Their, their their customer support was really good um as far as like behemoths um i just ordered the the northwest fab Before I knew about Behemoth, I ordered the Northwest Fab because they make a shorty doubler as well. Um, Their lead time is 48 weeks. Um, uh, The other one, Northwest Fab, is 12 weeks out. So I'm not going to see that till June. But I'm not planning on actually... Mike is... Mike Catrini, um, he... The chassis is on its way from wherever he gets them cut. He sends them a CAD program. They cut all his tubes. And when he gets, he gets them back, he has a jig, puts them on, and welds it up. And uh, we're not sure about the front because it's it, the chassis I won. He makes two different chassis. Eric Swenson's is the bigger one. Um, his was the first, and Mike actually wants to I'm, – I'm, never mind. I'm not going to go down that road. Um, they, um, I won the smaller chassis. I had the, I had the option to go with the bigger chassis, but, um, I won the smaller one and, um, it's, it's designed to have a four cylinder in it. Mike likes the, uh, Ford EcoTech, uh, you know, the... Ecotex or Chevys? Are you talking about the EcoBoost? Eco EcoBoost. Yeah, he likes the Ford EcoBoost motors. They make over two hundred horsepower and um and a small package. I'm going with the V6, so it's, it's a little more girthy. Um, they are known
3: for their problems, so just make sure you do your research with the. Eco yeah, no, products.
1: I'm I'm doing the I'm doing a Suzuki motor. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I just um, this, I just finished Monday. Mike Clark and I um, I bought a two thousand two Chevy Tracker ZR2, so the top of the line Chevy Tracker for two thousand two. Um, <laughs> it got a two point five liter uh, V six in it, so it's a mm-hmm. very small V six. Um, I just looked at. I think it's only rated at one hundred fifty five horsepower, but Um, we'll see. Mark runs it in his. He's got a Ben Fab chassis, and he really likes it. So, um, I just finished. I pulled every fucking wire out of that chat out of the the donor um, because Mark makes his own standalone or his own harness, um, and the motor, the tranny, the transfer case. And I'm actually going back up tomorrow to get it out of his garage. Um, Hell yeah! He's got a big two plus doll garage with heat and stuff like that, and I live. <laughs> yeah, so he's out in New Mexico, but he said, "You know where the key is," and um, you know that's pretty I, cool. cool. So yeah, it's it's awesome. He he's such a good guy. Um, <clears throat> so. Yeah, I'm heading up there tomorrow to, to get it out of his garage. I bought sixty pounds of Speedy Dry after I pulled pulled the front drive shaft out without draining the transfer case and drain transfer case from six feet up in the air. All oh. or um, so I, I I bought sixty pounds of Speedy Dry and I think I used forty five pounds of it. So I'm gonna <laughs> use the other fifteen pounds and try to. Clean up his garage as good as I can, and um, get that donor out of there.
3: Just reseal it; he'll never know. Just seal it into the floor; it'll be fine.
2: Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, he'll he he would know, but um, so
2: yeah, um, I don't know. The I'm
1: excited for the chassis. It's you know it's. It was supposed to be, like I said, just to move stuff over. And now I've, you know, I've got 20 grand just in my axles and I haven't bought shafts yet. And they're going to be custom length shafts. We're going to run, I think we're going to run driver's side on both ends. We're going to make them exactly the same front and rear. um, And that way I only have to buy one extra set of shafts. Um, That makes a lot of sense.
3: Smart move for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then I've been, you know, Radial Dynamics calling them. And I'm, I've am i just been like chipping away at buying parts. It's kind of good that um, the chassis is not ready yet. So with wheeling season coming up soon, I'll get my current buggy. You know, I've got a few things. I um, last time I went out, we went to a place in Gloucester, um, the pipeline. Um and Mass Mutters has mm-hmm. it's an awesome property. They it's it's state owned land and they have a deal with the state. They actually have keys to this area that says you know, no trespassing and everything else. They maintain it for the state, and the state lets them use it. Wow, um, that's cool. It's it's an awesome property. I didn't get to see a lot of it because I broke. The tire right off. I, I snapped the axle shaft on the outside of the retainer. Um, if you know what, Toyota axles are they just slide right in, and there's four bolts on a retainer. I broke it on the outside, so I ended up um, we cut down a tree there and
4: <laughs>
1: shoved it up. It went like right under my seat. There was a, a hole that was like it was perfect, and um, ran it under the axle and I drove it out like that. I sent, I put it on the, um, on the app. Um, if you go to the, the things you can watch the video of me driving it out of there. Um, I drove it out on three legs, um, pulled it up on the trailer on three legs. We cut, <laughs> we, we cut the extra part of the tree off. So it wasn't hanging off the end of the trailer and it stayed on my trailer in my driveway like that for, I don't know, a month or two.
3: Hold on. Where do you live? I'm getting fined because I didn't have a front plate on my Jeep registered in my driveway. You can park this thing with a tree as a tire and they yeah. don't bother you? Boy, um, I'm in the wrong town. I don't,
1: town. Know, that, I don't <laughs> know that my neighbors love me. I actually sent a text to one of the guy across the street from me apologizing at one point. Because we have a motor home. We have the trailer. We have the buggy. Um, the Jeep is here sometimes when it's actually running. Um, my daughter is currently living with us, and then we have two cars parked in the garage. And we had a pickup truck until just recently. So, yeah, I get a shit ton of stuff. <laughs>
0: um,
1: I fully expect at some point, especially I had the tracker sitting out um, on the trailer. The, the buggy was behind the trailer, and the tracker was up on the Thing, on the trailer in the driveway for, I don't know, a couple months now. Um, I was fully expecting a knock on the door at some point from a <laughs> cop saying, because I hadn't, I did not even have a title for it. It's, um, it was not, obviously not registered. I don't have a title for it. So um, I fully expected it. It's gone now. So, but the Jeep's coming back <laughs> soon. So, um, that's that's actually um the jeep is going to help fund more of the buggy project i'm going to i don't yeah, drive it man. enough yeah it's it's a 2013 it's only got 63,000 miles on it um i think in the last 2 years i've maybe put a 1,000 miles on it and that was mostly driving it back and forth to different shops to try to get it fixed so <laughs> oh, god um i
3: Did it have any typical 2013 motor issues or?
1: um, It just recently, um, a coil pack went bad. Um, But no, it hasn't. No, it hasn't had a problem. You know, I just, um, it's got hydro assist on it in the front and I blew a line on that and it's cold and my garage isn't heated and you can't see where it was, so I brought it to get that fixed. And when I went to pick it up, the uh, check engine light came on, and it was. I drove it a mile from the shop and turned it back around, and because uh, it, it it was a good ways from my house, so they diagnosed it with a bad coil pack. They replaced all of them. I'm hoping. Um, I'm hoping that's the end of it for a while. Um, you know, I, I want to get back here. Um, like, sand down all the rust and do some paint maintenance and clean it up, and somebody will enjoy it. It, I mean, I I built it as if I would never get rid of it, and that's what I always said. I'm never going to get rid of this, so I'm going to build it the Mm -hmm. best possibly build it.
3: And then you joined Rockaholics and then you were like, yeah, fuck full body. We're we're going buggy. <laughs> exactly.
2: Is it? it you know, like I said it was a choice. It was either make it a raisin it, and it's it's a beautiful
1: it's a beautiful rig. I I get thumbs up all the time with it. Um, you know, it's well built. I mean, <clears throat> it, you can I, also, I, sorry god. Go ahead. No.
3: I was gonna say you could also pull uh a Dave, Dave Linahan right his first name's Dave I'm blanking right yeah Dave okay I was gonna say just Linahan but then I was like ah oh, then he's gonna yell at me for being too like you know Mister Linehan. Be like he's gonna be like, oh what am I old call me Mister now um <laughs> but yeah, you but always be like old. him and- <laughs> he's older
1: than I am and that's fucking old so yeah see
3: when I call him old though then he goes you're only as old as the woman you touch and I'm like all right Dave <laughs> yeah that that's just crazy but. <laughs> <laughs> I love it Dave. for him though. <laughs>
0: Dave, Dave, Dave. Um, by the way, hi Sean.
3: Hi, hi Sean. Sean, now quick little thing. Sean, I don't know if you know too well. Sean is like our master of raffles. He him and uh oh my god, JB. My brain is broken on names Boy, right uh, now. JB,
1: yeah.
3: Yeah, those two, I swear. They love their fucking raffles, but there's a difference between Sean and JB. Sean throws in a lot of money and never fucking wins. I mean, rarely. He ever wins. JB throws in like 20. That is true. JB throws in 20 bucks on a whim, and then all of a sudden he's like, I have a buggy. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Sean, how much money did you put in on the chassis? Because I know you did. I know you put money in to try to get the chassis. How much was it?
5: Zero. I actually didn't go in on that one. There's no way.
3: There yeah. is no, was this nope. now? Is the reasoning because you had your green jeep project already set in mind and you were like, I don't need this, I'm being responsible, dull, or is it just you just don't I, like his chassis? What's the answer?
5: No, I love his <laughs> chassis, I want his <laughs> chassis. I, I'm probably might go in for this one. Um,
3: but <laughs> yeah. no, I,
4: yeah.
0: I think good. I had the green good. one
5: started at this point, so uh, okay, or I got maybe had my eyes set on it. I don't think I had it at the time.
0: Yeah, I think we were talking about you doing the green one then. Right. Uh, But Yeah, they just announced they're giving another one they're
1: doing another raffle uh, this year at Wheeling for Warriors for another one of those chassis. Wow. And and he doesn't just give you the chassis, that's the thing. He will he's gonna he's gonna set it up. He's going to hang the motor for me. He's going to hang the axles for me. And that's part of it. He will not let one leave his shop as not a roller. Um, that's he, it's going to be fully welded. It's going to be the chassis. The drivetrain hung, the axles in it. And that's the only way he, he'll ever let a chassis leave his shop. Um, he doesn't want to do like a build it yourself and somebody fucks up the, the welding and it things are tweaked and you know they don't get the geometry right and it's a flop machine or goes over backwards or it just doesn't run right he doesn't want that his name associated with something like that so um and i didn't know that at the time but the night that i wanted he and i started talking he said you know you're this is how it's going to be we're going to hang the axles we're going to do this and do that and um I think they need to actually let people know that that are putting in, and it might draw some more money, because he um he just got back from uh King of the Hammers. Um, he balled to the wall to get his newest big chassis out, and you know, he was he and Josh Greenleaf have been working their asses off. they got it fixed and out there. But he, um, he also works with Miller Motorsports. Um, I don't know. I know he was doing one of the pits. He was doing gas cans. But I know he helped. He's like a suspension guy. He, he really, um, I sent my coilovers out to him um, last season to have them rebuilt and just go through them and see what they'd look like and revalve them and set them up for what I need. Um, He's gonna obviously do that again for this chassis. Um, so it's it's pretty impressive. Um, it's probably you know it's a chassis. I think from Fab 801 is like thirty five hundred bucks, and that's like the do it yourself one. Um, he's like I said, he's doing all that stuff. It's probably ten to fifteen grand of chassis that you're winning. You're not just winning a chassis; you're winning. Um, Expertise and you're winning um a beautiful fucking chassis. So
2: that's sick. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That setup yeah. looks amazing. And
5: the fact that he's willing to back it like that not let it leave his shop without him doing a lot of the work is uh But yeah, now they, they definitely need to advertise that a lot more.
3: Yeah. Now in the circumstances of and granted you're not him, so I'm sure you may not be able to answer this question as well as he could, but let's say you're Timmy and uh you just you just won this chassis where timmy has a really good mindset of what he's looking in a rig for him and understands four link and all that pretty well would he do you think would still give him his artistic maybe autistic uh uh, ability to create still a rig for himself do you think he so for the people who may already have the knowledge do you think he would still like allow that or do you think he's more towards like what you were saying where he's like, it's my name, I'm gonna make sure this thing's sick, kind of an idea. I
1: I mean the I mean Taylor Taylor is his daughter and she's in our club. Um she she's the one that said he would never let a vehicle leave without being a roller. Um and he's told me that since then um I do not think he would let anybody have that um you know i can't speak for him i guess yeah uh, i know just whatever guys, your opinion is you know I'm... josh greenleaf's been working with him quite a bit and josh is getting one of his chassis the bigger one and oh. he's going to make it into a race race one um i think he's finally going to retire the cherokee and um he's going to be building on one of mike's chassis um and i don't and and Josh did a lot of work on that first chassis. I don't – maybe with him he would, but maybe he'll do it at Mike's shop. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I I don't know, but it's –
3: Interesting. I was just curious on what your opinions were on it, man. No, nobody's going to hold you to what you said. <laughs> yeah. It was just something that, like, crossed my mind where, like, you know, where Luke – like if Luke ever won one of those chassis granted, he's got his own path. I'm sure it wouldn't even be on his docket, but it just something that like crossed my mind would be like, I wonder how that dynamic would work with somebody who feels they not necessarily know more, but just have their own opinion on a
0: similar process. I think, I think it would work very similar to how it works. Uh, I can only speak for like example, Sam, um, Cause yeah, we're but sam's walking. an idiot you know <laughs> he's our kidding. idiot and we love him I'm um, just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so sam is working on the wendigo series of chassis as his own thing and if you come to him and you say hey man i'm trying to build it with a 75 percent anti-squat ratio in the rear and this is why he'll be like okay well You want to do a 75%. Are you sure that that's what you want? Okay, cool. We're going to do this, but I'm going to do the... I'm going to get you really close to 75. I'm going to get you the anti-roll and... um, Anti... Not anti-dive. Roll 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 center. center, Yep. um, Where I want them for this chassis. We'll try and get you the performance that you want when you hit the gas pedal, but I want to build the rest of it to fit the chassis. Yeah. And... I think that would probably be a similar response I would imagine. Like I like running my numbers kind of on the high side. Uh um,
1: well, yeah, I I you know, my conversations with Mike have changed quite a bit since that night where I was just going to move everything over um to now 609s and now, you know, um, make it so I cuz I'd never run anything bigger than 39s on Toyota axles, um, you know, I want to run 42s and, um, rear steer and, you know, it, the, the, the original plan has gone way out the window. Mike does, most of his chassis are all portal buggies. Um, he's kind of excited with mine being a, a straight axle, the extra clearance he's going to have, um for suspension and stuff like that versus the portals you've got the four inches less to work with. So, um, <clears throat> but he, you know, we've, we've got, I've got two text conversations. I've got one with him and Mark Francheri, Because I'm an idiot. I don't, I, you know, I, I love four wheeling. I'm. I know a lot of the terms, but then you start getting into the specifics and my eyes glaze over and you know i I start nodding like I agreed,
3: don't. agreed, dude. I'm the <laughs> same fucking way. I got a pretty good idea, but then you start getting to the nitty gritty, and I'm like, ah, uh, yeah, for sure. what the fuck does this
0: guy just say
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> i mean I agree i
1: i I I don't know if everybody'll agree my my driving's gotten better like when like I said when I first got the i think. At first, the samurai wasn't my fault, but then then we made it better, and I was still flopping it a lot. Last year, I did the whole season until the day after um, fall crawl. For humble pie prep, I decided I'd run taint. Um, It's a trail I'd never done. Um, I've walked it... I walk it... On, for Humble Pie, I walk it probably 80 times. Not, not, there's only 30 drivers. 30 times watching people drive it all day on Saturday. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's not too bad. I flopped four times from Breakover Rock to the top. I got to the top, and Mike Clark was with me because he was my spotter. And uh, I got to the top, and... Uh, we pulled the buggy over. I said, "I need to get out and just reevaluate my life and my life decisions." Because I don't <laughs> know if I can do this fucking humble pie thing in a couple weeks. Here, um, <laughs> you know, it was it was one of those things. Oh, it's going to be the last year you ever run the buggy. You might as well. It doesn't matter what happens to it. Run humble pie. Um, now I need to run it one more season. And I think the reason that third tire broke was. One of those flops because Mike Clark and I went and did a weekend of humble pie prep. We put I didn't have rock lights. I had some under lighting, but not much, and did rock lights and everything else. We spent all weekend. Got it on the trailer, all excited. It's all set. I'm gonna go home now, and we looked at it, and the rear, the driver's side rear tire was at a 15 degree angle. It just we're like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, well, maybe I just tightened the strap too much. I loosened the strap, and it popped up a little bit. All right, bring the jack back out, and we we swapped out, put a new rear axle in there. Um, and then I ran Humble Pie, and I didn't finish it. I did. I had two trails left. Um, and That's still I brought, pretty damn good. Holy shit, man. Yeah, I had... I had everything sucks, redux. I broke on everything sucks. I had everything sucks redux to do, and I had Elm Street to do. Um, and there, it just pop of um, Rob Craven ended up spotting me. Mike had to leave emergently, and uh, Rob Craven was spotting me, and I don't it didn't seem like it was bound. I don't know if it was just. You know, a season of wheeling or whatever, but the that front axle shaft just left the chat. Like we were, I yeah. Was, I was like right at the top of it. I was on the winch line. Tires were spinning okay, and it just, I just popped and I'm like, oh, my day's done. Yep, that'll happen. Yeah, um, and I went to camp, and I'm like, I broke an axle shaft. He was like, I got one. What do you need? I'm like, it's a toy center with. Dana took the hours that, yeah, no,
0: we, nobody's nobody's got that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, I definitely think that after a couple of years of wheel and even the chromos start giving out because, like, I went from never breaking 60 shafts to I broke two of them last season uh, on opposite sides. Or, I'm sorry, on the same side, but out of the same set of axles. Like, I pounded the stub off, put it on the um, the other inner and then I broke the inner. So, Chris Iashaw oh,
5: you know, just expo- Chris Ayusha just exploded his this past weekend.
1: Yeah, that was a yeah. Pretty cool point. That
3: yeah, was he impressive. sucks at
1: driving, so I
3: mean, like, we're not
1: surprised there. Well, yeah. that's why I don't like snow wheeling. I mean, it's fun, but you got to beat the fuck out of your shit to to do. Like, you got to carry momentum. You got to drive like Luke. <laughs> you yeah. just gotta, like fucking hit it hard, and and when you don't make it, you hit it harder. And that's not really my type of wheeling. And that's when you break stuff. So I don't yeah, know. I I'm went, aware.
4: <laughs> I, went,
1: I think four seasons on original rear axle shafts. And then I was just, we were at the jungle for their summer bash and there's, there's a brand new obstacle. It's still got a lot of dirt on it, um, but it's got a hole to the right. You have to go up onto this. You have to, how to it at like a 45 degree angle, but you have to hit it hard enough and have wheel speed where your wheels are actually spinning because you're going to slide to the right up over this hole. And if you go in the hole, you're going over no matter what. Um, so I, I was the third one to do it and I, I did everything right. And I was spinning, but I was sliding sideways and just a little bit backwards and there's a lot of dirt on the side of it, and as soon as it hit the dirt, like it just, it snapped. Like Chris Ayashu is watching, he's like, oh, axle shaft."
4: <laughs> um,
1: so that was the first one. I broke, I broke four this year. I broke both, both rears, and the front. So I broke three this season, um, and that's why I want to go bigger. I want to do the. You know the 35 spline um,
4: chromoly inners, um for the next build. I'm done there you with go. The Toyota stuff.
0: Makes <laughs> sense. Makes sense to me at least. Yeah. So, I guess we kind of talked about it a little bit, but uh, out of your last season, where was your favorite wheeling trips? What did you do? Anything? Well, obviously, you did humble pie, which is really exciting, but um. So we did, we do a
1: lot of wheeling, um, the club as a whole, but um, we were supposed to go to Kentucky, but my son ended up in the hospital, so we bailed on that. We did, we, we went with you guys to the Web Wheelers Ball, or I went mm-hmm. by myself that time. Uh, Kate was working, Gordy always goes with us, um, and then. We did the. Um, wait a
2: second! Wait, wait, Gordy's
3: Gordy's your dog, right?
1: Yes. Left I, turns.
3: I, okay. Yes, dude. I I <laughs> could recognize your fucking voice. I recognize the rig, but I'm like I couldn't put a face to like the, everything. And then Gordy, Gordy's fucking awesome, and that's what maybe like put, finally did the click for me. Hell that's yeah.
1: th- my my wheeling adventures. are... you're the guy that owns the dog that goes left, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> wait a minute! Wait a minute! I'm missing something here. Wait. I,
5: You've never its met dog turns left. Pretty he much only, only goes
0: left. He
1: only goes left. Um I've seen him go right once. He, one he'll, time. He'll do like a, a like a he'll do a fake to the right, but it's always left. He's he we just had to take him to the vet today. He's he's uh, he's got some really bad arthritis. He's getting old. Um actually, I thought I was going to have to call you guys and say we hey, we put our dog down today, but um, No. No. Nope. He, they put he him on pain yeah, they put him on some pain meds, and he's he's been walking around. He's basically been bed bound for a week now, but um, he's making he's he's rallying. We're hoping he's gonna be fine. He's um, gonna get, get another season out of him. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's but messed um, up. Uh, the, 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 so yeah, Webb Wheeler's ball. We went to. Oh. Um what's the place in Vermont? Badlands with you guys. That was a good good trip. Um I mean I, I like Roush.
0: Um although I I don't find it that difficult for most of it. I didn't get to do the Notch, which I wanted to do. Um We were trying
3: to get you guys over there that day.
0: Yeah. Um Notch is a motherfucker. I'll say that. Well, I definitely so want to do Michael, it in my rig.
1: Michael Pierce had a um, vendetta against it. it. He was denied last time, so he really wanted to go, and we, we didn't make it. So, Well, he sucks yeah. at
3: driving,
0: too. He wouldn't have made it this year, so it's a good thing he didn't go. <laughs> um, um, that was. Are you talking about the V-notch at the top of Crawler Ridge? The one I'm, that we met be? up with, with Jason. Graham, Graham did it. Oh, Just, yep, yep, that one.
2: Yeah, the one I broke Miguel's rig on.
0: Okay, sorry, my brain uh, short circuited there. Um, I mean, we
1: go to we go to Field and Forest. I don't know eight or ten times a year. Um, It's all you know. That's that's the best bang for your buck. You know, it's it's just such a cool place. I mean, um, yeah. uh, I can't just, say enough about Field Force. It's um, it's got everything um,
0: for us. Is that also a smaller property too?
1: It's a small property, so if you break even at the furthest point, you you know it's a ten to twenty minute walk back to camp. The walk of Shane back to I get a part or something like that. Um, <laughs> it it's it's. I know, I know. A lot of you haven't gone out there. You you definitely need to get out there and. Um, you know, Kate Kate,, um, you know she she's from Ireland. She didn't learn to drive till she was later on in life, and you know, I've dumped her out of my rig up, well, my first flop, she got hurt. Mm. Um, she had a massive bruise on her shoulder. She wasn't I had cheap seats and she probably wasn't as tight as she should have been, and she had some movement, and the rock that we flopped on kind of had an outcropping, so she got hurt, but so she gets out a lot more than she used to, but um you guys, her favorite event of the season is humble pie. Um I don't know if she enjoyed it as much this year because she was following me around instead of just wa- you know watching other people you mm-hmm. know try different things, but um You guys definitely have to go check it out. I know you guys talked about... You have a club weekend up there at some point this year, don't you?
5: Yep,
3: towards the end of the year. Yeah,
5: Yeah. we also... I was talking with a few different people from your club um, this past weekend while I was up there. We've gotten a nice extended invite. uh, And I'll talk about that more off-air. But uh, we'll be able to join you guys a lot more this year
3: up there. Ooh, some of us. They don't let the little guys hang out with the big guys though. Yeah, you that, that's you. Um, it's like little league yeah. in the pro series. They just don't want my dumbass falling around like a kid. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, all you all gotta awesome. do is get the
4: winch.
5: Uh, yeah, all you gotta do is get the winch on there. You're good to go.
0: And you have the winch. I do, but like it's gotta announcing. be
5: self recoverable. That's that's I dumb. do
3: it's called okay, gasoline so- in a match. You just let it go <laughs> and then you say, Hey Bob, I don't know what happened. <laughs> Like Luke was smoking around the Jeep, blame him. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, that'll work really well for you. I'll send Bob a picture of me with my feet up somewhere in the mountains, and be like, "Yep, my fault."
5: Brokholix <laughs> is actually joining us on the weekend that we have booked as well. Really, that's pretty cool. Um, built, not bought. JFO off road, um, and a couple from Base Eight Jeeps will also be up there.
0: That sounds like oh, yeah. it's going to be a party weekend,
1: yeah, it should be good. yeah, yeah, and you know, um I'm trying to think you know other trips that we went on, um the pipeline was really good. Jungle is a phenomenal property, um I'm hoping to do the summer blast again there this year um it's. So there's, there's an obstacle there. Last year was a, an anomaly. There's an obstacle there that um, prior to when we went in July, they had a, a plaque of the people that had made it. And I think there was like four people there. And everybody but one person made it that day. I think 20 of us made it up oh, that. Paul, Paul Barnes drove down it and then backed back up it. It was It was... That good, but the, there's some dude in the samurai that flopped it hard twice, like right it, that obstacle there's there's like YouTube videos of people trying to do this obstacle, and um what's the name of the obstacle? Oh, it's the half pipe, I think is the name of it. Oh,
3: um, I think i've I think Chris was telling us about this where there's like a small run up to it, but like two trees and it's kind of at like a weird angle, right?
1: Yeah, you have to kind of come up it and then take a hard left, and then you just you have to commit to it. Um, it yeah, Kate definitely got out, and she's like, "You're not doing that, are you?" And I'm like, oh. and I sat at the bottom and I watched a few people do it, And then I went out, and I know there's a few anti-suckdown people here, but um, <laughs> I went and I hooked up a suckdown and um, pulled it up pretty tight. And I put my wheels on it and Paul Barnes was at the top and I just kind of lined up and I was looking at him and he's, he just kind of shrugged his shoulders and I'm like, all right. So I just hit it and it spun for a little bit and then it just climbed in right up and over. So, um, you know, there was, but every, like I said, everybody was making it. This is one dude on, he was on DOT tires and uh, a samurai that he had just picked up and he flopped it. Over backwards. they flipped it back over, he started it back up. And he couldn't reach the starter. He had a pencil behind his ear. He couldn't reach the starter button, so he'd take a pencil out and he'd put it so he could lean forward enough to, to hit the starter button and then put the pencil <laughs> back behind his ear and, and then he flopped it right over backwards again, almost back up onto his wheels, going the long way, the hard way to do it. Um, oh
3: shit
1: yeah he, he and he they put him back on his wheels and they told him don't try again and he drove off but uh, <laughs> yeah I think I saw our video of that Chris I was there with Mikey and you know we were the first three there um, if you ever go there don't follow ways because it, it it leaves you like two miles short of where it actually is it doesn't tell you to go up this road i had to i had to <clears throat> um, turn around on a dirt road with a 24 foot motor home with a 16 foot trailer on the back um and i'm not i'm not a big rig driver so I take it out and <clears throat> got me through it but uh i can't say there weren't some swears said we went back and forth up that road three times and we're calling Chris. and he he, i dropped a pin and finally we figured out we had to take there's a there was a road that comes off of it and go a a mile up that way and they, they were sitting there waiting for us so we were the first three there um we were able to go out the night before paul Barnes had cut some new trails and um if you don't like big drops-offs, it's probably not the property for you because there's some, like, 10 to 15-foot drop. Like, Kate's swearing about it right now.
3: Um, <laughs> My girlfriend's yeah. the same way. She hates that shit.
1: Yeah. I mean, yep. she's getting a little bit better with staying. But, um like, we did Dick in the Dirt, which is another property at... um Field and Forest. It's it's only open certain times of the year. They did just say they're going to open it for Wheeling for Warriors. Um, it's it's the longest trail on the property. It's a lot of off camber stuff. If you, if you do not like off camber, Field
2: and Forest.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a different trail than most of the stuff there. Um, mm-hmm. And I actually won a set of tickets last year, so I think. I think I get to choose what trail I go on um, the day before or a couple hours before everybody else does so I think you better, I think we're going to I was going to say are you
3: are you talking uh, slowly because you don't want to upset her saying we're going <laughs> on it <laughs> no, she actually
1: she actually likes she wants to do it again we did it last summer um and I we one of the worst off-camber spots, she jumped in and she threw her harnesses on and strapped all in and then we we're like halfway through it. And there's, there's a gap between trees that's just big enough that my buggy is, if I go over, those trees aren't gonna help us at all and we're gonna do multiple flops. And we got, like, halfway through the obstacle. She's like, I want to get out. I'm like, there's no fucking way you're getting Mark, out. No. And Mark St. Germain is like, no, you're not getting out now. Because she was on the <laughs> downhill side. So her trying to climb out would probably would have made us go over. And then and we, we got in. through it. And, and she's like, all right, we got through. And then she, was like, she grabbed her one of her uh, shoulder straps. And she's like, it wasn't in the lock. Like she only had three, she only had four points on. We have five point harnesses that one of her shoulders was not hooked. Oh boy, yeah, that's a <clears throat> sketchy feeling. It is. I and I saw Colin just recently put that cam lock versus non cam oh, lock. I'm giving
3: his cam lock. Bullshit. Everybody argued, actually, one of the biggest like proprietors for that is Rob. Um, Oh my god, I'm blanking on Rob's fucking last name. Craven. Craven. Yeah, Rob Craven used to give fucking Colin so much shit for those. But Colin's like, I haven't even looped them up in like five years! These things are still kicking! And, I don't know, I wouldn't trust him. I think having that availability for mechanical failure when you could have something so fucking simple instead is yeah. it's a no-brainer. It makes no sense regardless of the argument and I don't. I didn't. I haven't seen the post, so I don't know exactly what it is. So I won't speak on that. But to me, it just doesn't make sense at all. If there's a fire, I want to be in and out like two seconds in and out. If if the girlfriend's hanging halfway out because she's being an idiot and doesn't want to like or can't unbuckle it because she's freaking out, I can just grab the red little tag, rip it out, throw her ass out the window, and then I'm going out with it. Like
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so. I was given a set. My buddy Drag races. he said the only thing that's wrong with them is their date code is wrong. And I tried to give them away. I posted it up on the Rockaholics page, and nobody even gave it a second look. I know Tim, Tim does run those. Um, and, I mean, if you just twist the knob, they do all of them pop out. But I, mm-hmm. I do like, I, like the, I have the PRP, old school. Um,
0: the 5.3s? uh yes yeah i run those as well um so part of the reason that i'm like so hung up on that stuff is i was in curtis's rig and i'm sure you've heard the story because you listen to the podcast but i got caught in his uh his harnesses he's got the style where they come up over the shoulder and then they also meet the lap belt and then you have your submarine strap I got oh, yeah. caught when we flopped because I had a hard time getting my shoulder out, which is part yep. of why the door ended up going flying. But you know, whatever. Yep. Uh,
3: <laughs> nice catch, Morgan.
0: We
1: That's had the good. same. We had Colin. Colin. Oh, Colin. Sorry. We had somebody in our club. Their their rig pot on fire, mm-hmm. uh, and him him was there. He was spotting the guy had just put his six liter in, um, in it and something got on the exhaust wrap or something. It, it caught on fire, and he had that same style, and he unhooked himself, but he could not get himself out on one side. Tim, like, fucking reached in, grabbed him, and pulled him out. And um, there was a big post on our page. I think only one person's running that style belts anymore. Everybody went out and bought new belts after that. Yeah, went- I believe it. No one. Like when you're upside down and and you've got weight on it, you know I'm I'm a fat guy, so I can't and I'm wicked out of shape. I can't ma- manhandle my way out of there. But with you know the traditional one that I have, you, you know as soon as you pop it, either you're going to hit the ceiling or you're, you're you're getting out. It's not a problem.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um. So <clears throat> when I was in. I guess it wasn't that bad of a situation but like when I was in Collins' setup and we bladed it over into a tree it was just a simple one pop and all five were off but I do still prefer having the tab with a big old like red thing you pull this in emergency and you hop yeah. out. It's yeah, I
1: think the biggest downfall of those is when you get you, you offered to take somebody for a ride and they can't fucking figure them out. Um,
2: eh.
1: And you gotta I- like they're the, the not hands. that hard to figure out. They're though. not. They're not. But th- there's a lot of people. I've had my hands close to a lot of guys' junk, trying to show them how to do that. And I'm a nurse, so it doesn't freak me out too much. But you <laughs> know, I, it's, still it's the principle. When, I get it. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, I've had multiple people just not know how to to figure it out. Um, and it does. It takes a while, especially. You know, Kate gets out and then a bigger guy gets in and yeah they don't, they don't.
2: Okay, adjusting as as the they...
1: length of the straps
2: is a totally different story. than just yeah, trying to figure it out. Especially Especially they're the nice for
5: adjustment, but they're not, they're not the greatest if you don't keep them lubed um yeah they adjust pretty quick but now that i haven't lubed them in a while they're sitting out they they suck i have the old school you you pull that little red tag and you're out i'd rather that Mm -hmm. because i can see it's clipped i know colin says he's had no issues with his cam locks but when i've been in his passenger seat after he's been wheeling for even 20 minutes i've had to smash out his cam lock because it's full of gunk so i know it's Mm -hmm. not going to click in i've had issues
3: not to mention he's running no doors and the straps just hanging out the fucking door.
5: Exactly. <laughs> his camera has been full of crap before. And I don't think he knows that because he's wearing his all the time. It's not a problem. But his passenger one, is, like, it's a not bitch great. sometimes to even just get the submarine strap part in.
0: Yeah. What's your guy's take on not running the submarine strap for passengers? I've kind of like got mine set for Morgan and it never ends up getting used for passengers. That's point. Yeah, it's yeah, the one that goes in between the legs.
3: My personal opinion on it, I'll I'll be really quick, is that if you're in an obstacle where that is going to be your life or death situation, like that person has to know like if they need that, they should be probably getting out. Like I think you, you should, should have it no matter what. I I agree to that. disagree because if his if granted now that Morgan is not necessarily wheeling with him all the time due to you know who he's wheeling with and that it's not a bunch of like his close idiots around and he's having a lot more different different passengers i could see hey it's time to switch it up but like if i get a buggy it's getting set up so that way like me and kate are safe you know what i'm saying by the way my girlfriend's name is caitlin as well funny enough so every time he says kate like it's just funny to me but um and I don't know, I,
2: I can't fault you, Luke, but I do agree. Yes, yeah. for safety, blah, 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 blah. But I don't know. I, I know personally as a passenger, if we're just bombing from like one trail to another trail, I won't always put the submarine on. But for any obstacle, I always have the submarine on. That is the most ass backwards
3: thing. Speed
2: is what is going to save you. The
3: submarine strap saves you during speed because you are less likely to slip out under. Low speed, you'd be less likely to slip out.
0: One point that I will make in his defense is that I like the submarine for keeping the shoulder straps tight for when you start going wickedly over or like if the rig's going to go all the way over. It prevents you from getting that awkward shift going. But Yeah.
1: Yeah, it keeps you your ass on the seat. I mean, that's... The the four points for me tend to keep me in the seat
2: good enough for just going from one trail to another trail. Because I, of course, also don't like going 50 miles an hour like some people Agreed. from one trail to the other trail, you know? Agreed. I
0: don't I agree. know who you're talking about.
1: I am talking about you, asshole. I took Sean for a little ride at Roush and... I I got it up there pretty quick for a little four cylinder. Yeah, that thing's boogies. Um, so, but so. I yeah I always want that fifth strap on, um, just because I mean I think it's the type of stuff that we're doing. You know, I I've rubbed this side of my cage on rock because I'm that far over. Um, you know, I've I rub panels on it all the time. Um so I want is I wanna be as planted as I can possibly be. I haven't been on my roof yet, but you know, I've been on both sides multiple times. I almost went over backwards at Battlegrounds on uh what's the name of that. Zach Capaldo named it. I forget what it was. Um
5: Yeah, the straight up climb.
1: Yeah. I yeah. Oh,
3: I know exactly what you're talking about, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I the only thing that stopped me from wholly going over was a tree. Caught my front tire, and um, it was actually on that Wheel Northeast, Patrick Chase's uh, Wheel Northeast page for a little while. It had my buggy, like, on its back page, hanging Damn. off the tree. So oh, shit. That's crazy. And I just, I put my winch where I, th- it, it was perfect for when I was sitting in my seat, but when I was hanging upside down, um, <laughs> I couldn't reach it. So somebody gave me a stick. Somebody climbed up on the front, grabbed the winch. We hooked it to a tree and I, with the stick, could touch my winch controller and it just went right back down and I started
0: back up and it was fine, but. Um, <laughs>
3: That's too funny.
0: So, I suppose that now would be a pretty good time to uh, extend the invite out to the next Web Wheeler's Ball at Good Evening Ranch. should be right up your alley, because it's got some of the Roush-style obstacles, but it's a little bit closer to the F&F size.
1: This is the Labor Day weekend. We've Kate and I have already been talking about that, and it is on our calendar. Um, oh, sick. Of a trail Like, my mom grew up in West Virginia, so um um you know, I've I've been to West Virginia quite a bit in my day. Um we're definitely looking forward to that. We definitely are gonna try to make that happen.
0: No it's a good why. time. Um you know, I can't say enough good about that property. It's kind of like the South version of F and F, I would say would be a pretty decent descriptor. Uh there's a lot of stuff too that's uncut and being cut so it's going to be changing a lot for the next couple of years.
1: Yeah, we um I've watched videos of uh like um the Martin the Flex Rocks and Rollovers guys have been there a couple times your 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 buddy overtime was there as well. Um I've seen videos of that. I think that was at at Good Evening Ranch. Um yeah. Um, so, yeah, I definitely want to ch- check that property out. Um, it is on our list. Um, Kate, Kate makes a calendar out and puts mm-hmm. all the events on it that we want to get. So, and that is on there. Um, we are planning another trip to, we're planning a trip to Windrock. I've never been to Windrock. So we're going to do that this summer. Um,
0: so... I'm sure you've heard me say it, and you're going to hear me say it again. Um, if you've got an extra day in there, or you decide that you want to take a day, you should definitely take a drive up to AOP.
1: I have heard you say that, yeah. Um, we, never, no, we haven't been
0: that. So, AOP's set up a lot more uh, close-knit. Than Windrock is Windrock. You can drive a couple hours into the park. AOP, you're never more than forty five minutes from the trailer. Yeah, and with the size of the park, it's still pretty. There's a lot of stuff that I haven't hit yet, and I'm super excited to hit this year. Yeah, um, I
1: yeah we're we're trying to go further and further. Um, <clears throat> it's just hard. like the summertime is hard for us. Um, to even get the same week's vacation. Um, we both work in... She, Kate just changed where she works. And um, I work in a small department that only one nurse per week in the summertime can have it off. And it goes by seniority. And even though I've been at the same hospital for over 25 years, um, I am like mid-pack for seniority-wise. So um, yeah, it's it's tough for us to get time off together, but we definitely are expanding our travels.
0: Um we look forward to seeing you at Good Evening Ranch. Um it's there's one spot it's called what is it the bunny hole, Richie? Uh
2: the, the little playground there?
0: Yeah, is it the bunny hole or is it the honey hole? I forget I th- which.
2: I almost want to say I heard it referred to as both.
0: Uh yeah, well, Southern Accents will do that to you. Um it's a sick little playground area and your rig would have a black you could probably spend an hour and a half just in that one little red trail section. Yep. Um and the property just goes on and, and like uh, Cadillac Hill is fun. Yeah. Ram rolled on the Rubicon Trail there. The Rubicon is it's not super difficult, but there's a bunch of really hard lines that you can kind of pick in there, and it's like a choose-your-own-adventure park. It's great. Lines done. Yeah, that's oh, that
2: Harland.
3: Well, there's two. They have a lines done as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well,
2: good evening has its own lines done.
0: Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um. Ice there's cream hill. Creek trail. Creek trail. Ice cream hill. Yeah. Um. Ice Cream Hill is a nasty one because you it's like this nothing burger of a trail and then you get to the top and there's three exits and every single one of them's a motherfucker in one way or the other. Yeah, I heard
1: you talk telling that story. That's where you lost it. It's hard um, to tell it it. Which, which one you had a fuel pump issue on that day. Yeah. You? You I that. had a
0: fuel pump um on my way to it. Graham blew the drive shaft there. Okay. Um, well, he blew the second drive shaft there. Yeah. Uh, but we're kind of getting a little bit close to the two-hour deadline, so I figure I would ask if you've got any questions for us.
4: Hmm. Um, I don't know if I,
1: I like I've been asking him as I go along. Um. I know you keep alluding to Luke going. You've had enough with the XJ and you're talking uh, possibly buggy in the next few years. What are you thinking?
0: Um, so I definitely have had enough of the buggy um, or not of the buggy of the XJ. I was uh, so confused.
3: I was like, but you don't even have it yet.
0: <laughs> I've had enough of that too. As far as the build plans go, um, we have, I have the files for the buggy. I have the suspension drawn up for how I want to do the buggy. Um, I've been talking with Sam about doing the buggy. And we've kind of come to the adult conclusion uh, between Morgan and myself that the first thing we should do is instead of dropping the money on the buggy right now, buy the house because... um, The stabilized, or we kind of like stabilized our situation a little bit. So after we buy the house, um, you know, I will be going further on with the buggy. Uh, There is a good potential, though, that after I get back from S'more, I will be paying for half of the chassis up front and getting the chassis started, pay the other half upon delivery because I'm going to have Sam at Naked and Afraid Fabrication do it. Uh, we've, It's basically finalized. It's uh, going to end up being an Ultra 4-style trail bouncer. Nice. That was yeah. fit your style. Yeah, that was kind of the goal. Um, the unfortunate part for me is that I have to live within my means, so that means no LS off the rip. Yeah, uh, it's probably gonna unfortunately end up with the goddamn four liter in my XJ if the XJ doesn't get sold uh, like as a complete shell. The yeah. axles would definitely be coming out because those axles don't owe anyone anything, and uh, they're gonna continue to get beaten on. They're, Jeremy did a good job when he set up the gears in there. Yep, they've yeah, they're just great. So I'm not getting rid of them, and it yep. saves me. You're ninety nine oh fours, or yeah, I got ninety nine oh fours. Okay. Um, I know it's probably not the smartest decision compared to just going to an O five plus, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. About rebracketing the front versus maybe doing a different front axle, but most likely it's probably just going to be that axle. Um, yeah. you know, so you I will. To- s-
1: I know what you're saying. I mean, get the house. You know, do the adult thing. Be responsible. Yeah, um, I think that's. I mean, I'm at the other end of the spectrum. I'm. I'm. My kids are grown. You know, we we have a house. You know, we've got the disposable income now, so. We yeah. Can, I'm. You know, I I can almost see retirement over the hill. So, um, <clears throat> you know, but I think. What are you thirty? Not even. I'm 27. All right. So, yeah. Um, get the house. You know, there's always time to play.
0: Um, and there's then.
3: It's time to make more money, too,
0: while you're. Yeah, young, 100%. So. Uh, I will say that I'm trying to get hydro steering in the XJ um, before good evening. Yep. So, hopefully, that'll start shaving some of the chassis where uh off a little bit you know stave that demon off for another time and then when i have the buggy it'll be a lot easier to just go and swap a hydro orbital than it would be to try and buy new hydro then yep yep um let's see uh let's one other question for you with that setup um I hate to steal Cody's question on this, but Ooh. since you were in so many stickies, what's oh, your favorite?
3: No. You stole my question.
0: My, favorite.
4: Talking
1: stickies.
0: my favorite sticky? Yeah. Um, yeah. So
1: I've I've had KRTBs, which was like the precursor to the KR3s. Um they're they were I out of the so I've had the KRTBs, I've had I currently have um preps on there uh for Humble Pie I ran reds um maybe that's why my axle shaft broke cuz I had more traction um I <laughs> I um I haven't found that the 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 traps have held me back uh, like I run I run a lot of the trails that guys on 42s 43s are running um Granted, they're like on 14 bolts, so I probably have the same clearance with my small axles or close to it. I haven't found the the traps have have uh held me back much, but I do know the KRTBs were better. Um, even though they were they're were a desert racing tire. Um they they have a stiffer sidewall. Um like I could run zero pounds of pressure and you wouldn't even know it because, you know, I've got a light rig and they've got wicked thick sidewall. Um, I'm going to go with Reds when I when I do this when I finish it. Like I've been going back and forth. I see a lot of people running the. Um, oh, what does Chris run? Uh, he runs the 43 inch. Um,
5: all the S T uh, SC, Jesus Christ,
1: you
4: got this. No. S- I, got <laughs> Whatever. Here.
1: I see a lot of people running what Chris Ayash really runs, but the I think S-X's? that's yes. it.
5: My god, why did my brain?
1: I, I, no? I think it, they're they're built for a heavier rig. Um, I, I'm i definitely gonna go with Reds. Um, they they just work the best at field and forest. It's been
0: proven over and over again.
3: And you um, said you're going 42s, which kind of gave that away earlier.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. Um, they, well, they there in, are
0: 42 traps, too.
3: Yeah. Oh, there is? Well, that, that makes sense because that's the We Rock class, so that makes, that makes so, sense. Yeah,
0: the 42-inch trap,
1: I don't know if they make them with, for 20-inch. They definitely make them for 17-inch. Mm-hmm. Um Zach Capaldo loves his straps, Um and he he does some amazing stuff with his buggies. He, he's a great driver. Um but yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with Reds. Um,
0: yeah. I
1: just the I places they that go. You know, if you're if you're spending that much time at Field and Forest, it's been proven Bob does an event every year, uh what's it called, Civil War. Yep. And it's it's reds against any other any other tire and over and over again, it's been proven that they, they work better.
5: I think and there's a lot of variables on that though, that, that he swaps tires and like...
3: drivers and shit. Like he'll have people swap and whatnot. Oh,
1: do they? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they've talked about it. I don't know that they've actually done it.
3: Oh, Bob yeah, said that they so. do. He
1: told me that on the podcast. Oh, did they, did
3: they, I have oh, no idea.
1: I'm pretty sure he did, but
3: I, I could be totally wrong, dude. I it. I think that. he might've said it was into, planned.
1: It, I, they, I haven't been to that event. We, the times we've, we've been away at other events when he's held it. So we've never actually been to that event. Um, it's more, that event is it's a competition, but it's a friendly competition. It's a lot of ball busting. Um, it's a lot of, you know, just watch everybody do the obstacle versus let's see how many obstacles we can do as fast as we can do it. So, um, or that's what I've heard. You know, I again, I haven't been to that event, but he posts it because he's he's a huge red person, and he posts the results. And year after year, it it the reds won. The w- reds win. So, <laughs> you know, I, I'm building a buggy that I want to be able to run every trail there, and use my winch as little as possible. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give myself every advantage I can possibly give myself, so
4: I'll go with Reds. I respect it.
1: My worst worst DOT tire, before you ask me, is I'm going to go with Duratrax. I have them on my pickup truck. They're they're as loud as my... uh, Oh, yeah. They're as loud as my um, pit bulls that I have on my Jeep. Wow. Loud as fuck, and they suck in the rain. I haven't tried them in the snow much. The, the little snow we had this year, they did great. But down the, going down the highway, they're little 31-inch tires on my Colorado, and they're loud as fuck.
3: Good to know. Fuck those tires.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they seem to be wearing funny. Like, I don't know. Like, I bought, they were on the truck when I bought it. I don't know how old they are, but they just, they they seem like they're scalloping pretty bad. No. But it's got 41,000 miles on it, so. So, yeah, those are my least favorite DOT tire. I took Cody's question away. I'm sorry. No,
3: hey, hey, dude. You're the you're the you're the man of the hour. Okay, well, two hours now, but yeah. uh, you you keep doing your thing. Uh, but do you have a do you have a favorite? I know that you have your Wrangler, and I'm assuming that it wasn't on stickies. Have you noticed any tires that you thought were better than others?
1: So I loved. I had Toyo RTS. So they're the between the AT and the MT. There's an RT. I had those when I met the Rockaholics. And the first time I went to Summit, they just, they, every tread just filled right up and they didn't, they didn't shake it out. Um, I loved them on the road. I loved them in snow. I loved them in rain. Um, I didn't like them off road.
4: Hmm.
1: Um, the cheap, the only, I, so I, it came with some fucking cheap ass tires. I forget what they were. They were 35s. They were terrible in the rain. They were 35 hmm. on 20 inch rims. It was, a, it was a definitely mall crawler when I bought it, um, and then I went to yeah, I went to the RTS. I loved them until Summit, and I got a lot of crap about oh, how do you like those all terrain tires now? <laughs> um, so I I I came across a set of pit Some guy in Connecticut was selling them for not a bad price and you know they're pretty aggressive and that was still it was before they they still some people still kind of liked them um they wear they, they're wearing phenomenal um they're pretty hard but they're loud they're they found it sounds like a cessna airplane is following behind you they're just <laughs> this constant loud hum
3: that's uh, how my eye rocks were they were so fucking bad
1: yeah i mean but they're but they're wearing well um, one of them's got a slow leak, um, but you know they they they've worked okay. Um, they clear out pretty well um, for DOT tire. They do all right out out in the woods. They do dig some holes if you're spinning, but um, that's usually not my style of wheeling, anyways. So they've worked out all right.
3: Hell yeah! And now but, I got. Oh, sorry, God. Sorry. Go ahead. Now go ahead. Um, I got one last question before we wrap this whole thing up. With you having a lightweight buggy and now building another, quote-unquote, quote lightweight buggy, do you have any regrets? Because it's something that I've been considering is going more lightweight. And if if yeah. you were to give any pointers to somebody else going that lightweight buggy style, what would it be?
1: Well, like I said, um, or I mentioned Mike Pierce before. He's talking about building a single-seat um. Lightweight buggy on with a four cylinder. Um, I, you know, I'm kind of limited. I have to run a lightweight buggy to be able to tow with our motorhome.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I do not have any regrets. Like I said, I, I'm looking forward to the extra horsepower with the V6. But I've never felt like. you know, I'll take that back a little bit, Harlan. I did feel like there was a couple times I could have used a little bit more horsepower, but. Um, I think you break less parts, um, because they're not as drained or stressed. Um, you know, I don't Toyota never designed any of their stuff to run 37 inch, 39 inch or bigger tires on them. and but they, they hold up surprisingly well. Um, on a lightweight buggy mike clark has been running he's got a toyota 22 re um he's probably three thousand ish pounds and he's been running toyota axles and that and, thing rips yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got no regrets he's a, he's a conservative driver he'll he'll be the first one he he would love to see Paul Barnes jump in the seat and see what that buggy could actually do. He said, "Um, he thinks the buggy will definitely do more than he will ever do in it. so, um I, you know I think I think like you know the the all those competitions, they're all lightweight rigs until they put five hundred pounds of water in their tires." Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, they all build them super light, single seat. Um, and there's a reason for it. I think um, I don't have any regrets. I don't, you know, I love listening to a six liter attack the fucking hell on uh, sucker punch. It's it's so cool to watch and stuff like that. But um, <laughs> it's funny. They were... There was a bunch of them out in the woods. It was like Zach and Chris Bradley and a few of them. they were all like six liters and hitting them off the rev limiter. And then I got my little two liter and I fucking put it to the floor and re- revving it off rev limiter as well. But um, it doesn't have the same effect. That's the only regret is it doesn't sound as cool. But um, when I get to the top of it, just like they did it, it's, it's fun. <laughs>
0: oh. I think we're getting really uh, close to the end here. Um, instead of going with the usual snarky remark, would you be willing to close us out with some dad advice? Because you're one of the few people I get to ask that to. <laughs> oh, jeez. My kids are
1: older than you. Um, Wait, how old are your kids? I've got a 32-year-old son and a... 20, 27, 26. 27 and 26. We're a blended family, so um wait oh, how old are that you? was
3: your excuse to not know their age i see how it is
1: yeah. <laughs> well the girls are the girls um are nine months apart um mm-hmm. he has a daughter and who's 27 and my daughter's 26 oh um, gotcha <laughs> Uh, to answer Richie's question, I am fifty-one years old. I was nineteen when my son was born, so that would be my father advice: is don't have a kid when you're nineteen. But you've already gotten past that, so you so True. You, um, now you're
3: now you're older and you get to have fun.
1: So that's that, pretty badass. That is, that is the upside. I mean, that's definitely the upside. My my son is forever fourteen. He's autistic. He's not as highly functioning as. Luke is. He's been holding a job, but it's a very menial job, and everything else. Um, so he's he's always going to be like a sixteen-year-old kid that you know his mother and I are going to pay his way. Uh, my daughter, I just be there. I mean, just be there and listen, and. Um, like I got divorced, I was twenty eight. Um and I did I yeah, everything I in my power to be with them. I was a nurse. You know, usually we work every third weekend or every other weekend. I had an awesome boss that let me work just Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I did twelve hour shifts, I was working nights so wow. I could have and I had my kids every weekend. Um, at least part of it. My ex-wife wanted to go out and date, so she that was her focus. Um, and she's on her fourth husband. Um oh, but, boy. Um I I always say it's like heroin. You know, the first time is always the best, and you're always chasing that high, and that's why she keeps getting remarried. But that's just
0: <laughs> so my takeaway from that would be for fatherly advice. Be there and listen to your kids and enjoy your time.
4: Yeah. Thanks, Daddy.
3: Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate all the Wait, words. What about the animal that.
2: fact he had keyed No,
3: He had an animal fact? Hold I on, guess. Luke. He had yeah. a fucking animal fact and we didn't ask him?
1: Get in yeah. there. Give us a cool animal fact. Hit us with it. All right. You want to hear it? Yeah, yeah. So cats carry a a bacteria in their mouth. It's called Pasteurella. When a cat bites you, their bite is like a, a needle, and it delivers that Pasteurella into your hand um, or wherever they bite. A dog or a human, when they bite you, it rips your skin and air can get there or whatever. But a cat, it's like they inject venom under your skin. And um, if they bite you five or six times, you can spend six days in the hospital.
3: What?
1: (laughs) Really? Fuck! And almost lose your hand. I I can send you guys some pictures of it. Um,
2: What the fuck? I I, I don't want to see that. Hold on. This just yet.
3: Same Sean, this just further
1: just made me hate cats more. What? So no, the cat that did it to me still lives here. Um and you didn't kick it out the window? No. Um I could tell you the whole story. It's gonna take about ten minutes though. Let's Go for time. it. Well yeah.
3: I'm gonna add a note. This will be an extended cut. We're gonna,
1: gonna <laughs> give it to the people who really listened. In 2016, I think it was We're on vacation the week before Christmas. Um, We had just gotten two cats, and um, one of them is a black, totally black cat. Um, Gordy was out peeing. I opened the door for him to come in, and Buddy, the cat, the black cat, um, went past him and out the door. So Gordy now turned around and went back out. So one went left, one went right. We know which one went left. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That was a good joke, Luke. Yeah, Gordy was the one that went left. Buddy went off to the right. I yelled for Kate that the cat had gotten out, but she didn't hear me. Um, He would run off like 10 steps or so and then stop. So I'd just about get up to him, and then he'd take off another 10 steps. So the fourth time he did that, he was getting close. We have some trees next to us and stuff like that. He was getting close to those trees and he stopped long enough that I I kind of aggressively, but I did, I grabbed him and I grabbed him just in front of his tail.
4: Boom. <laughs> I
1: picked him up and I like scooped my other arm under him to like support him. But as soon as I did it, he he turned and started biting my hand. Um he bit me. Just uh, just below my middle finger knuckle, like three times, he bit between my fourth and fifth finger. He bit through my palm. I think I let him bite me like six times, and I finally I threw him down. And this time I yelled a lot louder, Come get your fucking cat!" And she heard me that time, and she she ran outside and she's like, "Oh, buddy, buddy, buddy!" And he ran right over to her she picked him up and she's petting him. And She's like, Oh, poor buddy. You got out. Huh? And I've got blood running down to my elbow at this point. <laughs> so, you know, and you know, we were on vacation. It was a Wednesday night. Um, we were on vacation, but we were, had a few in us. So I, there was no way I was going to the hospital that night. I washed my hand up as good as I could. It hurt, but you know, it's not too bad. I went to bed, woke up the next morning. It's, it's now swollen. It's it's red. It's swollen. It's angry. Um, my dad's a veterinarian, um, so I called him. I called him, and he was just <laughs> like, you know, go to a walk-in, get some antibiotics, you'll be fine. So I went to a walk-in. They they took one look at me and said, "You need to go to the emergency room now." I'm like, "Oh shit!" That's so, never a good sign. But Never. of course they want to see my insurance card and everything else and you know I carry it in my right pocket and I can't get it out because my hand hurts so bad. It's just like on fire. Um they're like, Do you want us to, which one do you want us to call? I work at the Brigham. I was in Norwood, I'm like, I'm going to the Brigham. So I drove myself to the Brigham. Um my friend colleagues in the Emergency room are all making real noises um, <laughs> I'm trying to check in and everything else. Um, I spent 24 hours in the emergency room. Um, they they marked it with a marker um, to see, so you you mark it and you could see if it's expanding. They put me on like three different antibiotics, IV antibiotics. Sat in the emergency room. Um, finally, a a hand fellow someone from the hand service came by, orthopedics came by to see me, and they're like, oh, you'll probably be able to go home later today. Waiting for my fellow to come by. We'll take a look at you, and we'll probably send you home. I'm like, but the mark from yesterday, the redness is another inch beyond that from just 24 hours, and I've been on uh, antibiotics. You're not going to send me home on... I have the antibiotics. You're going to give me oral antibiotics. They're not going to work. So, um, you know, I've been, like I said, I've been at the hospital for at that point, 20, 20 years. Um, yeah. So there in each room, there's a computer. I pulled one of the computers over to me and one handedly typed in to, um, I did a fellowship with a, when I worked in the surgical intensive care unit, um, he did his surgical fellowship there. He now is a plastic, a world-renowned plastic surgeon that does hand transplants. Well, that's uh, cool. What the fuck? So, I, I'm like Simon. I don't know if you remember me, but when you were on Seven C, I was there. I'm in the emergency room. I had a cat bite. He, within ten minutes, was at my bedside. Yep opened my hand up, stuck swabs into this really inflamed, painful hand, swabs in it, said, I would admit you and take you on as my patient, but it's now, it was the 23rd. He said, I'm leaving for Christmas. He said, you know, I'll see if one of my colleagues can help out. Long story short, um, I, I got admitted within an hour of him seeing me. Um, I spent six days in the hospital on Christmas day. Oh, I went to the OR. They opened probably a three inch no, two inches of that. Not knuck- the, the middle finger knuckle oh, um, uh. and opened up several other areas to let air in there. They packed it. They washed it out. They gave me a, they blocked my arm, so I couldn't move my arm. So the, <laughs> the um, anesthesiologist, who I worked with quite a bit, um, they said they were going to come give me a block. So basically, the block they put near, up near your neck, and it makes your whole arm go dead. So I'm like, oh, I can do this stranger later? And <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the resident that was with him, was pissed at me. He he came to me later. He said, I had to explain what the stranger was to my attending. (laughs) Um, But it was, yeah. So I spent the next, I spent till just before New Year's Eve there. Um, And then I spent, I forget how many weeks I was out of work. It was like 13 weeks or something like that. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't let me go until it was closed up. They told me later that they thought I was gonna lose my hand. Um, holy shit uh, and it, it, was, it was pretty bad um, and I have a picture of the cat the day I got home curled up next to me on the bed um, um, and we respect each other he he is definitely Kate's cat but uh, he'll come over to <laughs> me um, that and, is a
2: fucking crazy
1: yeah so- I, went there, I went back and I, I uh screenshotted the some of the pictures some of the worst ones but um um yeah i'll i'll send them to you if you guys want i i spent yeah, Mark, yeah. hours or days by myself and you know i did at, at one time i i did put pants on and walk down to my department and walk through mm-hmm. with a big cast on my hand and stuff like that but <laughs> it, it was so-
0: Go I got a cat fact as well that I've been saving for a couple weeks when we get through this. It's similar vein. All right, go for it. All right. Did you know that um, you're more likely to die of a motorcycle wreck if you have a cat? What? Because, yeah. So there's a... Um, bacteria i believe it is called t gandhi that resides in cat feces that reduces the amount of fear in mammals and as a result of exposure to that you are more likely to be risk or less risk adverse and um it has a actual statistical increase in the amount of uh People that own cats dying on motorcycles or doing other risky actions, especially if they have more than a couple of cats. Wow, I didn't know that. That is um,
3: pretty wild. All these, all these times of asking random animal facts, and now you're bringing it up.
0: Hey, you could have um, saved somebody it, with that. <laughs> I learned it like three weeks ago, and we haven't really kind of covered it since then. So, That's uh nuts. We yeah, have um, well I'm I
1: sorry. have a video of of Gordy actually riding on my motorcycle that I used to have. We bought the reason we got ended up with Gordy is we wanted a small dog that would go with us on vacations and we used to ride the motorcycle on all our vacations. So um yeah, he he wear he'd wear go- doggles. Um they're specially made they call them doggles they're they're specially made for dogs and we had a little carrier that fit on the back of the bike and he would drive he went to bike week with us he went all over we'd go to newport all the time and as soon as we'd be we'd be driving down the highway and you'd see a car like going past us and then they'd realize there's a dog on the back and you'd see him slow up and a camera would come out and as soon as he saw the camera he'd stick his head into the bag so you couldn't see him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean he used to ride the Jeep with the doors off. He'd he'd keep the doggles on, but as soon as you stop, he would knock them up onto the top of his head. So that's pretty sick. He was yeah. He's he's a he's a one-of-a-kind dog.
2: <laughs> so I didn't realize I was muted all this time. So I spent, like, the last two minutes cussing Luke out for totally glossing over the fact I was trying to ask a question. (laughs) But, uh, Chris, so, with the whole uh, bacteria thing with the cats, I'm assuming that's if they break skin, not just, like, nibbling on your arm.
1: Yes. It's in their saliva, saliva, but it it doesn't get to... So, I guess one of the one of my nurse colleagues talked about a patient that they had in the in the sick you, that the patient had open wounds on their legs and the cat was licking them and they ended up getting septic they 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 had a blood infection um, of pasteurella um yeah. and they, they almost i don't think they died but they they were close to dying from that, so yeah, it it's gotta get to the blood or it's gotta it's a or in my case, it got into the layer under my skin, and it was just festering in there. and that's why they okay. opened it up they they opened it the first day, but it, you know, it still continued to there was a lot of pus coming out, and there was a lot of, you know, we were changing the the packing every day, but they decided you know, Christmas Eve, that they were going to take me the next day to the OR. um, Just so they could open it up. They washed it all out, um, packed it. We were packing it two or three times a day with, um, it looks like a shoelace almost. Um, It's sterile gauze, but it looks like a shoelace. And they would shove the big wound. I could shove probably 12 to 18 inches under my skin of um, that packing. until they told me, just stop, it's good, it's clean, just let it now heal from the inside out. Okay. You know, I, I had to go to PT. It's still it's still tight. There's certain things I could do. Um, and I think the re- they thought I'd lose a lot of mobility, but as soon as I could move it, anything that hurt, I did. Like, I just, if it felt tight, I tried to stretch it as much as I could, and it was... It it wasn't anything they, they told me to do. It's just, I don't know. I just, I felt like it needed to be done. And it's still, there's certain movements that I do that it's still, I can feel the, the muscle in there that's tight. And um, I crack the middle knuckle a lot. It, it, it just feels tight. And I just bend it backwards a little bit and it pops a lot. Um, okay. You know, all my Facebook friends hated me when it was happening because I was, like, sending pictures mm-hmm. the whole two weeks. Like, there's certain shots you can actually see the tendon under. Like, there's a, there's a big opening. They they sutured the middle of the one, the biggest one. They sutured it because it's right on my knuckle. So every time I would make a knuckle, it was going to pop open. So there's there's an opening above it and there's an opening below it and there's a suture in the middle, but if you look into the wound,
0: you can see this white band, and that's my tendon. Um, ugh. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, I've seen that uh, too many times at this point.
4: <laughs> so, uh,
0: there's a way... I,
1: I can, can you see it on, like, the podcast page? Uh, the just, Instagram? No, I just... No the the one on um the bco dash
3: podcast.
1: Yeah the the podcast that we're on right now. I just uploaded two pictures of. Oh um, yeah! So for us the
3: whole oh, 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 <laughs> um, oh,
4: oh uh, on
3: computers you could just like or like or I don't know about the phones but computers it's up in the top right when you click like just the podcast channel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's like a show chat. Wow, that first one, that's deep. What the fuck?
1: Yeah, so that's the one. So if you look at that just behind the sutures, just where it opens up, that white band, that's my tendon. That's
3: a tendon. What the fuck? That's hold on. Now the hole to the like okay, if you were to go like right and up a little bit from the tendon. Now Is that just from the cat's tooth? And sorry to people who are listening. Obviously, you can't see these. I mean, definitely aren't posting these on Instagram. So get fucked. But is that is that opened up by the nurse and or doctor, or is that from the yeah. cat?
1: No, they opened that. Um, oh, okay. They made it bigger so more air could get into it. Um, That's crazy. What so that one that? was. I was home already. I can tell by the towel and the the, the dining room table. The other one was just after the surgery. Um, Holy shit. Actually, yeah. So you can see, like, the second one, you can see there's the long one, then there's one above that, and then there's one on the, the, the third knuckle, right?
4: yeah. and then there's
1: one in between the two knuckles, and then there's one just just before you can see the wall in the background, there's one more there. And there was one he did on the other side of my hand on the palm, um, that one never had any problems with it. So there's one, two, three, four, five, five there, and one on, at least one
0: on the other side. So he Holy got me
3: shit. I-
1: he and fucked on that- you up.
0: Oh. Yeah. I just keep <laughs> looking at that, and every time I look at that, I see the fucking tendons. And like, I've gotten cut a couple times in the machine shop, pretty good, where like you can look down and see fucking tendons moving. And it just brings me back to that. And uh, yeah, super glue also works wonders for closing that up, by the way. And it stays when it hits tendons. Yeah. Wow. That's rough. Yeah.
1: It was it was was going. So on that chat I I posted a picture of the chassis that I won and I posted I posted the motor coming out and I posted me driving out on that log. So Oh,
3: it almost looks like a rock lizard chassis. That's a really similar style to the rock lizard.
1: Yeah, That's it's cool. very similar. It's it's um I'm I'm excited for it. I sat in the one I sat in didn't have it, just had the main hoop. It didn't have the back, it didn't have the front on it yet. Um mm-hmm. I'll hopefully be going down there again. He lives, he literally lives when I was driving there, I I he lives um probably 10 minutes from kevin's shop um because i drive he's in durham i think or the next town over from durham connecticut um but i as i was driving there i'm like fuck this is like i i thought of kevin all the way there it was mm-hmm. uh kind of a surreal um
0: uh, yeah on that note um So I almost ended up meeting you the first time because I was over at Kevin's shop um, when we were doing my shock hoops. He had your rig in there when it was still like really freshly bought and he was doing the rear cage stuff. And um, he actually taught me how to bend tube on some of your rear cage stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. We
1: ended up. So the main hoop is still there. The, the the rear the we cut it at the front. We fully redid the front um, or Mark redid the front. Um, I had some say into it, but um and we added a lot. Kevin wasn't all about this safety. like we added a lot more tube to it. There was um. There was a lot of long runs that weren't supported anywhere. Um, like the door bars were one continuous piece, um, and there was nothing below below it at all. So we added a lot. Um, but yeah, he got me. He got me a good ways into that build. Um, he kept Great, me. Wheeling. Yeah, he kept me wheeling. Um, he. Um, yeah, he did a lot for me. Um, a, a law. I I've kept the thread. You know, I I still refer back to my messenger um, for facts that when I need something like that we had discussed. I'll I'll flip through a year's worth of stuff just to find that one conversation we are talking about how long my axle is or something like that. Um, yeah, he he was a great guy. It was a it was a big loss.
0: Literally. And figuratively, great. great fucking dude. I still have my chat with him, and you know, miss that dude a lot. Um, he was supposed to come on the podcast, and then had the inconvenience of—I think it was that day—dropping. Well, yeah, uh, it was
2: uh, a few days beforehand, but yeah,
1: yeah. I remember yeah. that podcast. You when you found out and. Yeah, it brought back a lot of a lot of memories. I, I did go to we had something at Field and Forest. They actually have two trails. Um there's Crocus Shit is one of the trails, is named after him. And there's Cape Al Clan, um, on Elm Street. Um, one of the obstacles he would only do it for Humble Pie. And the other one um, is the Bounty Hill. Um, when we have bigger events on like Saturday night, they go to the Elm Street climb, and it's it's a it's a serious climb. Um, and one of the years, they you know they, they everybody that competes puts money in the hat, and whoever gets up the fastest wins it all. Kevin wanted them to do it a second time, and he started screaming out and passed the hat and he raised more money than the original pot, and so they would do a second round um and yeah we did a memorial thing mike katrini was one of the guys that spoke about him and yeah brought i had to wipe my my eyes after it was over um it was you know like i said before mike's a very emotional guy he's a very heartfelt guy and I didn't realize how close their thoughts were and how much time they actually spent together. But uh, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a big, you know, he was a, he was a rockaholic. I mean, he was also Eastern. He was, he was a bunch of clubs, but yeah, it was, you know, the, it was a big shock to everybody.
0: Um, yeah. He's the guy that got me the uh, 99 to 04 axles from Tyler and how I ended up meeting up with Tyler. Um, and I think that your dad advice about your kids really applies to a lot more than just your kids. Oh yeah. You know, value your time with the people that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You never, tomorrow's
1: not guaranteed. Definitely. Um, so yeah, live for today. And, uh, think about it tomorrow. Yeah. Try to be the best person you can be.
0: Um, Unfortunately, though, I do think that at this point we do probably have to close it out. All right,
1: great time. I I really enjoyed it. Um,
4: maybe we'll do it again after my buggy's done.